Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we're covering Season 10, Episode 16, Fraternal Schwins, which originally aired on February 25th, 2003. Is this when Niles learns to ride his big boy bike? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's a resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Hey Curtis, I'm here and I'm happy to be schwinning tonight. Well, well, schwed. Also with us today is our bizarre English lady, it's Bradley Kirkston. All I do is schwin, 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 no matter what. Keep going, I like that. I don't know the rest of the words of the song. Go up! And everybody they stay there. Schwinny, schwinny, schwin. Schwinny, schwinny, schwin. My bike goes up, down, up, down. Well, it is this season, fellas. Uh, obviously, Hanukkah just ended a few days ago, and Christmas is just around the corner for your holiday season shaping up. Oh, fantastic. You know, I just celebrated eight nights of Hanukkah. Um, we wait, we're wait, gonna... wait. Is that, is that... I don't know if that's a joke or not. Wait, what would the joke be? Well, for one, uh, Hanukkah is one of those weird holidays that they could be for, like, half the calendar. I don't know. Are you playing... We're pre- Ryan, back up a second. We're pretending like we had just like we're filming live. This That's episode, what I was going to ask. Are you, yes. Yeah, are you are you planning like this is releasing six weeks from now? You do not listen to anything Curtis says ever. When, ever. When did Curtis he just says said it? He just said it. Well, okay, said, but I don't know what Hanukkah is supposed to be. He said this episode is airing in between Hanukkah and Christmas. <laughs> you know when Christmas is. I was focused on the Shun thing. Okay. I'm just, I'm just so happy to have Brad jumping to my defense. It's such a rarity. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! It's like okay, four-year-olds. Okay, sorry. so now let me go back, back to my up. fake rants. Yeah, my Hanukkah was wonderful. Eight amazing nights. We were going to do other blessings for the candles, but it got cut in post. How many? How many blessings are there? There's three on the first night, and then it goes down to two long story <laughs> it starts at three and goes down to two that's not a yeah. huge range yeah 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 you, you just get one of those blessings out of there um, oh, wait, wait it's only a, it's a one night blessing or it's, it's like a one night a blessing it's like a kickoff blessing do you do the same two blessings the whole the whole eight crazy nights yes and then you just tack on a bonus one to kick things off yes it's really just one. The other ones, like I barely know, it's the main one that you do. Wh- which one's your favorite blessing? Probably the, the main one for lighting it. You want to do it just for safety? I messed it up. Hanukkah. You know, better than I would have done. I only know the seven blessings. Oh, God, listen to God. Please, if you invite me to a Jewish please. wedding, please do not do the seven blessings. That's my own personal. <laughs> or make it fun and creative, but we can talk offline. Um, about that now is it is it seven or as few as six like how does that work uh, i don't think so you do a starting blessing and then you get rid of it and the rest of the ceremony you do the six well i sat there at our friend we have a friend who has happened to be on this podcast before vitaly and i knew they were doing the seven blessings and i was standing behind no in front of you curtis or behind you you're standing behind me behind you okay because you kept yeah. muttering that you hated that I, one well, I can't. I did. I kept while I was up there, uh, you know, standing in front of God and all of His children to celebrate my femme fatale. Um, I was raking and uh, complaining. You were handling it terribly. In fairness, that I remember that uh, he, we were like standing on a uh, like a concrete slab in those rented shoes. It was. It was not comfortable to st- just stand there for like 30 minutes. Brad could not have cared less. He was 100% focused on the seven blessings. That was it. That might be true. But you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles. A Hanukkah cookie? Enjoy the Hanukkah cookie, man. Is that a thing? No, we traditionally... You guys do the chocolate coins for some reason. And donuts. We like donuts during Hanukkah. That's news donuts. to me. That I not know. There's a particular name for them. Jelly-filled donuts. Sufgani. Why do you guys go with the worst of the donuts? That I don't know. It was an Israeli tradition that they brought over to America. I actually really like a jelly donut. Of course you do. I think that our audience will know that that tells you what all you need to know about the jelly donut if they've not had one. Yeah, I don't like truffles, and I do like... Jelly donuts. I have great taste. <laughs> Rai Rai, how's your holiday season? Yeah, it's festive. Uh, we're, we're gearing up for the... I think this is the first year our little one's going to be really, like, knows what's going on for Christmas. So we're pretty excited. We put up our tree uh, uh, a month ago. It feels like it's been up forever. That's exciting. And and Curtis? Uh, I, I We are going to my family's uh, place uh, because... Why are you saying this like you're making it up as you go? (laughs) Why is this so difficult for you? Oh my gosh. Why does it sound like a tooth being pulled from you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
That was bad. Let's try that again. Uh, yeah, so we are planning to go to You're my family's house. Like you've, like you've never talked before. <laughs> you you look like you were looking around the room. You're like, oh, yep, there's my boyfriend. And then I saw a picture of my family and a house. <laughs> well, so so uh, we are going to my, my parents' house. Uh, but we're not doing the gift exchange because we actually did that over Thanksgiving. Of course. So you guys, okay, that's fun. You guys still do the gift exchange? Oh, we go hard for it. We, lo- we oh, call it weird. gift fest. We don't even call it Christmas. We call it gift mess. Mostly I call it gift mess. We've mostly done away with uh, the gift exchange. We're, mo- we're now only for, only for the littles do we do gifts. I think that's pretty common. Like, I like to give gifts, and, and my mom really likes to give gifts. It's fun. I mean, if you, if you say Merry Gift Miss, and then you don't give each other gifts, that's a tough look. So We write and exchange lists. So it's not like a burden <laughs> to figure out what <laughs> does people want. <laughs> exchange lists i don't think i've ever heard of that really i don't think so yeah we we all we, we make a list of the things that we want and we give it to the group and then and checking it twice you just distribute it you still have to check it twice i would imagine i still will get things that aren't on the list like you can still go outside the list but why, um, it's why nice to have a, a whole list then what do you mean have an idea of what they want and and i usually will get something from the list to make sure i'm getting them something they want and then sometimes i will add on to the list to to get them Something a little extra. We can all respect attack on, but if you give someone a whole list and then the other person just goes off book, like, what are you doing? What is the point? I think we usually get a healthy amount of our list. I also don't think, like, you can look at a list of gifts and be like, oh, I got the vibe of this person this year. I'm just going to go off book. I'm going to go on theme with his list. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Gift, miss. Come on, say it right. All through the night. Why do you know Christmas songs? Because they're everywhere. Yeah, they are everywhere. Can I tangent real quick? Brett, are we Brett, are we not tangenting? Brett, this is a, <laughs> Curtis, I'd like to I know that you like to keep it very tight and focused, but I would like to tangent if you don't mind. <laughs> I appreciate you filling out the forms to tangent. Your requisitions have been approved. Excellent. So Bradley, this question is specifically for you. Do you recognize Jingle Bells as a Christmas song? What is this question? I guess I'll throw it to you too, Curtis. It is not to me a Christmas song. Just like I don't consider like Christian rock Christian songs. They're just rock. That's just weird take because obviously christian rock is christian songs like that one song i like that christian rock song shout to the north and the south let jesus replenish your soul i'm you know that's just that's just a a rock song to me (laughs) i put that in shazam and it just said no Oh, Brad, I'm glad you figured out jokes. We listened to Jingle Bells, and it turns out there's no reference to, to Santa or any of the Christmas stuff. It's it's just a winter song. I just remember people making up, like, where's that song? Like, Jingle Bells, Batman Spells, Robin Lady. Whether or not you go off book and do that, or you sing the regular lyrics, it does, Santa never shows up. Yeah. Like, it's just a song. Do you associate a Jingle Bell with Santa? Like, I think we all do, but you don't need to. You, as a Jew, could go out and shake a Jingle Bell in the snow right now, if you wanted. Uh, except I live in a place where it never snows anymore but yes yes i could i feel like the jingle bells themselves like that sound of a jingling bell is just synonymous now with christmas music right you only I, hear I, those I, bells in christmas i think that's the implication but brad could he could easily be a jingler and have I could, no christmas affiliation yeah. no ryan's right i could write a uh, hanukkah song with jingle bells in them well guys why don't we stop talking about jingle bells and start talking about bicycle bells yeah let's hey, do it. hey nice transition We open with nothing happening in Seattle. Back at work, again, KACL is sponsoring a bikeathon, and Julia shames Fraser into participating. We have not been keeping track of this because we're terrible hosts, but there, I'm pretty sure we've seen them more at work already halfway through this season than we did all of last season. Oh, I think it's way past. Yeah, if you, yeah. especially if you're counting Daphne's work, I think every episode's been a workout. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. if not every episode, close to. Yeah, it seems like they're really committed to their profession. Yeah, because we're still stuck in this terrible Julia storyline. Yeah, she just comes and goes as she pleases at this point. I never know when she's going to pop up. She has no impact on this episode, but she's none like- whatsoever. <laughs> Again, we don't know how she starts. But it just continues to make her out to be a nasty person for no reason in this episode. It's going to be fascinating to see the the reveal of when Julia is proving herself to be a nasty person that everybody hates. Because 
Roz once again attacks her as soon as she shows up. And Julia once again just kind of lets it happen and doesn't really fight back that hard. Well, no, it's it's two great lines. I mean, it's got to be tough finding a comfortable bike seat when you're such a tight ass. This for a woman who pedals her ass all over town. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess she does clap back <laughs> a little bit. It's a courtesy that's a compliment. I guess I just mean that Roz is the one instigating. She doesn't react Correct. to Julia yeah, being true. a bee. Julia, she hurts it. Julia's really the provoker yeah so far so far so she had to have done something crazy to get roz that angry at her seems like there's gonna be a really big moment where julia does something horrible and Roz is going to be just pissed. At this point, Hope is just off camera. <laughs> we don't ever see it. I think it's going to be, I think Julia just is going to like offhand like, hey, by the way, are you uh, a, a medium or a large? <laughs> How dare you? Someone in this scene says that it's a three hour show that they do. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of radio shows are three hours long. We've never seen Frasier talk for more than 10 minutes though. Like, Would you want to though? No, that's what I'm saying. Would you want like a three hour live episode of him just on the radio for three hours i would i mean that would be if this, i don't know how they would do it for television at the time but that would have been amazing just like oh fraser keeps going oh oh it's still going oh we're going into the two hour mark what is that this is a lord of the rings film at this point we get a lot of fraser at work this season but when he's at work rarely is he taking actual calls from patients and even when he does he usually either cuts them off or has to cut it short he doesn't usually get to really be a psychiatrist at them so i got to wonder what uh, a whole show of him actually talking to people would be like because we don't really see it well has he have we yeah have we seen him help anyone yet i don't think we have i don't think so well again again this will be before i have watched the uh new fraser so maybe that's something that i can look forward to maybe there is an episode of new fraser of him talking to patients for three hours you I'm sweet summer gonna, child i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything but there's there's gonna be things we're talking about i'll tell you that much fraser still gives off super weird energy with him when it comes to julia their vibes are very weird we know that they're gonna end up having dates but he's just odd i guess brad to you did you pick up on the, anything with them early without i guess spoiling yeah yeah only because again this isn't giving anything away because pretty much every new female they they pair with fraser in <laughs> yeah, some way fair. yeah I mean, like, that makes that makes sense i guess the only one so far we found information that something happens is roz is the only person that like there's nothing sexual well except for that they had sex which well, yeah. nothing sexual well, I meant that's like, like that's like all they had was, but like besides that, <laughs> nothing romantic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ryan, thank you for defending me like always. I think you could kind of pinpoint that they were gonna try to sleep together at some point, just because he's just so weird around her. She's normal yeah. around him. It's a one way street, totally. But and Julia's played with by American actress Felicity Hoffman. Again, Hoffman, Hoffman, whatever. I made it more Jewish. What do you want? More Jewish. This is what I want. That's what the people want. Marty's old flame, Cora, reveals that Gertrude rudely shooed her away from dating. Cora is played by American actress Emily Yancey, and Gertrude is played by the actress Maleficent Miller. Cora is telling him what, you know, Gertrude did. That bizarre English lady who told me to leave you alone. Because she was in the British Secret Service and had a license to kill. This was a this was a whirlwind of a scene for me. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because the Upside Down finds out that Marty has a past with this girl. Gertrude oh. threatens him. So we're probably going to see the Gertrude threaten. Hard to tell how much of the the core relationship we're going to get. But also, we you know we know Daphne's mom uh, continues to be in the show, so we'll see her at least one more episode. It looks like knowing the show, there is a fifty fifty shot that this is a follow up to something we've already seen in a previous episode, or this is the first time any of these characters are being introduced. Well, we, I mean, we definitely get into the Cora thing. We, we just don't see Cora again. Right. It's, the way this episode ends, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but whatever. Yeah, they definitely set it up like Cora is going to be a going concern, and she is not. She's off in the cornfield or something. She disappears. We could at least throw like a comment in how it didn't work out, but nope, that's not going to happen. When Marty is kind of panicking, the love that he says, Did she show you a badge? Always ask to see a badge. <laughs> I like that. I like Marty's weird energy. Him and Gertrude, they, they kind of have a nice little like rivalry brewing, which again, I think fizzles after this episode. I don't recall it coming up prior. I don't even recall them interacting with each other after this scene. Yeah, which you think he would at least, again, make a make a bar batter at some point. But uh, yeah, he, he gives off real like, like middle schoolish energy, even like, you know, elementary schoolish energy the way he goes at her. And she, you know, doesn't really care. She's kind of fun. Frazier needs to buy a bike. So Daphne suggests they all get bikes and join the 
the charity event. Marty doesn't accept Gert's apology. Back at the Fraser pad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start calling it the Fraser pad because it's so the cool. Fraser, the Fraser pad. And I'm going to talk in my cool accent. Woohoo. Who is this character? We know it's not uh, Bradway. I miss Bradway. Oh, this is just cool Brad. I like cool Brad. <laughs> uh, by the way, how is Bradway's Hanukkah? Yeah, what did Bradway do? Brad, can we talk to Bradway now? Hey, it's Bradway. I don't know. Hey, Bradway. So I'm gonna have to do it like this. How was your Hanukkah? It was Hanukkah-rific. What did you do? I spun the dreidel. <laughs> Why are you Polly Shore now? Oh, because I was watching the play of the game, so I had to prolong my answer, so I didn't have to focus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I had a legit reason for that one. Wait, you're watching, wait, no, you're watching the Broncos. Stop it. Hey, it's Bradway, the coolest guy in Montana. Bradway's from Montana? Yeah, Bradway's from Montana. I would never have guessed Bradway's from Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradway lives on a farm, taking care of the mooses. You got a moose farm, Bradway? Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, he's on a farm. He happens to take care of the mooses, but he grows corn. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I only grow corn. The moose are just your friends. Hey, the moose is loose. He's a friend of the moose. I only grow corn and nothing else. Are you happy that you, you checked in with Bradway? I mean, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> anyway, in this scene. Back to the scene. Do I sound like Curtis? Back to the scene. Yes. Yeah. Wait, who said that? Curtis or Brad? Uh, Curtis. Back to the scene. Yeah, that's Curtis. I talk like that. <laughs> I, you guys are being ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, Brad, stop making fun of him. We gotta get, we gotta get serious. <laughs> All right, let's stop being polite and start getting real. Okay, how do you guys feel about the whole family getting bikes together and doing this as a family activity? Is that what's happened here? This is the scene where they're all going to a flower show. They never explain why they're doing that. I didn't. Um, I did guess not pick up the on thing that. They do. Uh, and and Fraser says, "I need to drive separate because I'm going to go buy a bike after." And Daphne is like, "Oh, let's just all do the charity thing. We'll all buy bikes." Fraser and Niles are both like, "Uh, I." Guess Yes, we have to say yes to this because being honest to Daphne is not an option. Niles doesn't have to get involved at all. He can just be like, oh, I don't want to do that. I have no interest. <laughs> we don't have to reveal that he doesn't know how to bike. He could just be like, no, that sounds awful. Frazier, have fun. If there's one thing this show has taught me, it is okay to lie to your wife for absolutely no reason. He goes out of his way in this case. Most of the situations you can kind of see how Niles gets lulled in. This one makes no sense. He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love doing bike charity events. Like, why? We know he's not good at lying. He tries over and over again. But he does he ever fully succeed at the lies? Yeah, yeah, the sweater that I've never forgiven him for. Daphne still doesn't know how much she spent on that sweater. She still thinks it's from the Gap. That's because she destroyed it. If the sweater was still in play, he would have slipped at some point. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, he doesn't last long with the lie. That's fair. When, you know, Marty's really upset about the whole Gertrude thing, and uh, Frazier says, We're going over to the flower show, and after that we're going to... Go to a sporting goods store and buy a couple of bikes. Nice try, Frazier, but I'm too mad to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty good. Because he knows that they don't know how to bike. So that is funny. But Marty's never too mad to laugh. I don't care what he says. It works on the level of he knows they don't know how to ride. It also works on the level of uh, just he knows they're not sportos. And so he he doesn't expect them to do anything athletic. At the bike shop, Niles and Frazier put on a butch bike facade because they're embarrassed to admit they don't know how to ride. Niles seemed legitimately afraid of the point of a bicycle. Like he just got afraid every time a bicycle would come near him. Like it was a dog that was going to bite him. I bet he was more afraid of the other biker dudes in the place that he was intimidated by, not the bikes themselves. I think he was just afraid of anything that had the word bike in it. So I think <laughs> we're on the same page. Okay. So one of the first things that he does when he's talking to the bike guy is he's he says, uh, well, this one has good lines. Uh, you have any without this bar here? You mean girls bikes? Sure. Good. Because my wife's a girl and she'll need one of those. Uh, it really got me thinking, like, why, why do men's bikes have a different shape? What is that? I feel like I read about this one. So I think I think they were originally designed like men's bike. And then women at the time had to wear skirts and they couldn't ride with skirts with that bar. So they had to redesign, they had to redesign bikes without that bar. So women could use bikes from then on. There was a gender difference in bikes. America, if we're right, please let us know. And if we're completely wrong, please come on the show to argue with Curtis about, but either way, please listen to this show. Let, Let us know at reverse psych pod. 
uh, at any of our socials or at gmail.com. Yes. What about the what about the Scottish men? What do they do? Can you imagine riding a bike without underwear on oh, and like actually, a skirt? I'm gonna be with a Scottish man in two days, so I will ask. I got it. Are you taking him on a picnic? Picnic? People don't know this, but Brad is a cartoon bear. No, he's my real estate agent, even though I haven't bought a place, and he gives me a free pie every year. So that's why. What? What? That's <laughs> <laughs> even stranger than anything I could have cooked up really does really does lean into the yogi bear thing though does he just leave it to cool on a windowsill and you <laughs> steal it no, no 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 i have to go to his office and it's a why, whole like party why There's, why do you have a real estate agent it's a long story is it sure i get to go to his place he usually has sushi out um a bunch of beer and other alcohol and uh, no he can't just brush he just has sushi out what do you mean out how long has it been out for no 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 like out on the table like um what did you think i meant well how did that I, clarification Help. The events from four to it's seven. Raw, it's so. raw fish. He can't leave raw fish out for three hours. He'll replace it throughout it. I will take photos. It's good. I got you guys. So I'm, many questions. I'm suddenly very excited. This might be our first chance to actually post photos to our Instagram. <laughs> I, I want you to track one of the sushis for the whole duration. Of, are you there for the whole three hours? No, 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 no. I don't plan on it. What is the point of the event? Is it for people who buy houses? It's yeah. It's to celebrate all of his clients. Why, Why are you his client? Well, you know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. He put me on a list. I've known this guy for years. He's like, when you buy a house, will you use me? I said, of course. And so, so now he I get you, pie. So he gets you a pie in, old, in stale sushi every year? Well, yeah. And during COVID one day, he dropped off a bottle of alcohol. Awesome. Is it a real party? I don't understand. Kind of. Last year, he had a guitar player. Yeah. Was it Elvis Costello? No, it was not Elvis Costello. Because I would have left if it was Elvis Costello. <laughs> It was not Elvis Costello. This party used to be my sanctuary. I think we can all agree that we don't want to hear Elvis Costello. We want to sit and talk. I, you, I don't know what to do with this story, Brad. We I, need to I move feel on. Like, I feel like we have to move on. I feel like we've got no closure. Like this was a very dissatisfying tangent. It was a very lost style story. We're just like, ah, oh, so many more questions. This is why This is why tangents need to be requisitioned and approved. <laughs> I, liked it. I liked it better than one episode when Ryan wouldn't let us have any fun. At no point did I cut off the fun. I just told you don't make mistakes when you talk. Impossible ask for this group. Back from trying to teach themselves to bike, Frazier and Niles are beat up failures. Why did they go out at night? Why was that necessary? I don't think they did. I thought they, they just were out until night. Oh, okay. Yeah, just in the parking lot. So Frazier's real confident from the previous scene, and then that pays off hilariously because both of them get absolutely fucked up, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Did Niles just kill someone? Is that he killed what someone. It, yeah. Okay, Niles cool. Somebody. You! You said we could teach ourselves, Niles! Oh, you said no one would be the wiser! Niles. Two bouncy tires and a top chain, you said! And now look, my... Boats are bent, my no. pants are stuck, and there's blood on the headlight, and blood everywhere! Niles, that wasn't your fault. That jogger should have been wearing a reflective vest. And sherry cures everything, is what I got out of this? All you gotta do is, is drink sherry and everything's okay? Yeah, I, that kind of that's kind of the Fraser way. That's okay. what we've seen so far. Well, as someone who does not like sherry, it, that's not the answer for me. You're not using it for medicinal purposes, though. Correct. I use other things for medicinal purposes. So try using it for medicinal purposes. Maybe then okay. you'll find it's a cure-all. I have a little bit of a cold right now, so maybe I should take some. Do some sherry, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Kind of tastes like cough syrup. Medical advice with Ryan Sansone, our no, spinoff show. I'm a from a real doctor, Fraser Crane. Oh, that's true. From someone who went to med school, presumably. And as someone who has named himself Fraser Crane on a work bot, on a work Zoom call one time. That was fun. Yeah, should we address that or just deal with that later? Oh, I forgot about that. Should we just punt that down the road? It was on a Google Teams and I must have been logged into Fraser email or something, but I had a whole meeting with somebody as Fraser Crane and couldn't figure out how to change it. By the way, that reminds me, I've noticed, and I've just kind of let it happen, that there are a number of documents linked to and shared to our reverse psychology Google Drive. It's all my fault. Well, of course it is. It wouldn't be Ryan's fault that <laughs> JCC documents are linked oh, to yeah. a podcast account. Yeah, it's definitely my fault. <laughs> yeah, we know. Also, I don't usually go check the notes, so you definitely know. But I just want to give closure to our listeners. Don't worry. Those those uh, shared documents are not going to be unshared. 
Because Bradley is not going to attempt to unchair them. He's just going to let them stay. Now, that it would be a HIPAA <laughs> violation, but we're still... Yeah, now that he knows, he is not going to follow up and... Nothing and is going to change. That. No. Was, no, I would, like, I would like all of America and European countries to know that. Well, more than that, buddy. Okay, good. We're in Africa. That makes sense. Which country? Or is it multiple? Multiple. Whoa. 37 countries, buddy. 37 African countries? <laughs> no, but we're in, you know, there's only like 12 in Europe. Okay. At the coffee shop, Marty is pretending Gert is dead. Gaffney agrees to teach the boys to ride after their thin line falls apart. Curtis, I had a uh, question for you that isn't going to make sense to Brad. I noticed that there was liquid in the mugs. Did you feel oh. that there was some re- some real weight to the, the coffee in the coffee shop? I can't say that I paid much attention or noticed, but I will say if it didn't have weight, I probably would have been noticing nothing else. So I will say yes. I, I felt that there was some weight to these. Alright, Brad, what did you think of the scene? In this scene? Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what other scene would we be talking about right now? <laughs> Roz was in the scene, wasn't she? She was. Yeah, I always forget she has a daughter. The way that Marty talks to Roz is, it's a, it's strange. Hi. Wow. Everybody's here today. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a seat. I'd love to have a lady sit next to me. You know, because he's taking a dig at Gertrude, but that's like a super weird sentence. He only says it at Gertrude. It is, it's not something he would have said otherwise. Like if he, if there was no woman sitting next to him, he wouldn't have said that to Roz. He's just trying to get at Gertrude. Yeah, but I thought it landed strangely. Marty is really taking this, like, ignoring Gertrude thing very seriously. He's really good at it. Very middle school. Yeah, so he, again, handles it just like such a child. It's like, you're so old, dude. Stop acting like you're, you're 12. What would you have him do differently? Have a conversation with her while he doesn't just ignore her? You mean to resolve the conflict or yeah. for the show? Like, if I was a writer of the show. Let's start with uh, your your best funny bit. Uh, I would go real slapstick to have him, like, trip her. Make her break a hip or something. Jeez. I would have Marty find a guy to pretend to be into her just to break her heart. Oh, that's really good. Thank you. That's what Somehow I'm here for. darker than the breaking her hip, but um, yeah, less right. violent. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. Less violent Brad. That's my nickname. Hey, you're going for the emotional damage. That's fucked. Yeah, well, you know, it's happened to me multiple times. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would have had him go even more childish. He would be just like uh, throwing lollipops at her. What? <laughs> what happened to you in your childhood? Well, my suggestion would be is he chews gum and just like throws it at her. And so then she's just stuck with or spit wads. How about a good yeah, spit wads? Yeah. Why do you just keep throwing candy? What the hell? I think that if you do, if you do like the stick the gum in the hair, that's a pretty yeah. childish move. That's fucked up. I'm just trying to support Curtis. No one throws gum at someone. That'd be <laughs> so weird. Well, I'm I'm not the one who's doing it. It's going to be Curtis as he writes this. So I'm just trying to help him out with alternative ideas to get to the root. Yeah, I, th- I think if you're going to go real childish, I do kind of like the uh, spit wad. I think that's a good move. That plays well on TV. We got a first title card, Psychology, and it's spelled like cycling. Padded from head to toe, Frazier and Niles montage their way to the barest of biking competence. I always like an episode when they're outside. It does not happen often, and I do think we need to comment on that. Wait a minute. Not just outside, but actually outside, not just a, a set. Oh, correct. Yes, they were... They they were actually outside. What? I'm sorry. How do you know the di- what's happening? How do you know the difference? You can clearly tell. Yeah. Remember back to the the house episode where he's going to that habitat Habitat for Humanity house, and you, you see said, like I'm sorry. Did you say habitat? He, he, he was he, building houses for <laughs> hobbits. <laughs> Not habitat. Yeah, he was traveling to uh, the Shire. So so remember that episode? You, you see like the outside porch of the house and like the bushes next to the house, yeah, and it, yeah. it was very clearly an indoor set not at all a real outdoors okay same thing when they were walking outside to the gay bar i'm pretty sure that was a set too that's that's what i was going to ask about i think that was a set i don't think they were actually outside i, I don't think it was a set i think it was outside but i think it was like a back lot oh, like a paramount lot that's a good point but they were truly outside outside what now what are we talking about <laughs> what's the difference well the difference is it wasn't a, a location they weren't on a real street in seattle they were uh, or even a real street in la they they were just in a giant outdoor set that was designed for that, yeah. How do you know that that's not what's happening here? All right, thank you for going back to the original question that we talked about 10 minutes ago. I don't think they have just a park. Why not? Why don't you think that? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're maybe they're at... Uh, you think, you think they went to, like, park? Seattle's most famous park. Again, this would not. be a great opportunity if you're a writer of the show would like to come and tell us about it. We'd love to have you. I listen to a lot of podcasts about TV shows, and from what I can gather, it is not oh, uncommon. I'm sorry, I, I didn't know we had an expert here. Podcast listener Curtis here. <laughs> it's not uncommon for them to go to like a place, like there are a few places around LA Pete, that they will film frequently. 
but I don't think they are a literal stat. It's not like a, it's not built and designed for filming. It's just a location they, they use a lot. Don't ask me okay. what the location is. I don't know. You're happy that this was happening on a non-set. Brad is. How do you guys feel about the breaking montage? Like, do you guys like the montage? I, so I have a real beef with this whole bit Whoa, that they're doing. Okay. Oh, okay. Tell us. The montage is fine. In fact, Niles failing to open a Nutrigrain bar, I thought was really fun. I don't, I don't know why that was thrown in. Like, he's, I get you can't bike, but you also can't open snacks. What, what's I happening I also here? noticed that. Why, why is that thing he can't do all of a sudden it's not the plastic those are wrapped in is thinner than any plastic in the world yeah i just that's a weird throw into this bit it's like just let him fail at biking why does he have to be bad at everything but the the real crux of especially fraser not being able to bike is that he can't avoid hitting stuff who bikes and especially as an adult but who bikes and doesn't know how to turn the problem is falling over the problem is not running into like you can't possibly unavoid something i mean i think that the the premise they're working from which is probably deeply flawed but they're they're basically citing that he gets so fixated on that tree it's all he can see and so even though he's not trying to run into it he just he can't look anywhere else and so he can't steer anywhere else but into it i'm about to have like teach my kid how to bike i just it's your one kid be- you only have the one kid uh <laughs> one on the way one is on the way but um <laughs> you've got one that has been around for a while and you're about to teach them how to ride a bike that's adorable maybe she'll like that'll be the problem i don't know she just won't be able to avoid trees but it just doesn't seem like the problem of biking right the problem seem is mostly a balance issue i don't know exactly what this means but i wrote down they blame the sycamore does anyone know what that means that's the tree that he can't avoid did you not know that a sycamore is the type of tree i wasn't listening to the last thing you guys said so i'm sorry okay yeah but he still doesn't really you should still know what a sycamore is this is no this i is didn't know it. why i wrote that down that's how it all makes sense well so Frazier has finally succeeded at, at riding a bike. And as he's like triumphantly riding along, a small child passes him, then a pregnant woman running, and then an yes. old man on a scooter. Yeah, which is a weird, it's a strange three. Because that lady is not just pregnant. She is like about to pop pregnant. Yeah. Well, still faster than Frazier. In terms of the order of operations, you would expect them to want to make it more and more ridiculous that he's losing. Yeah. Did you think that it was strange, and it sounds like you did, that the old guy on a scooter was the ending and not the pregnant woman? The old guy being on a scooter is str- strange. I've never seen an old person on a scooter ever. Fair. It's hard to know what their speed would be. <laughs> pregnant women, you can you can work out during pregnancy, but I think by a week to go, they usually cut you off and say, stop jogging in the park. <laughs> you got be- you got better things to do. Do you think the old man with the scooter was a big situation? Like he was, he was a 12-year-old Tom Hanks who made a oh. wish and, and now he's the... Scootering along. I like that. I don't see why we would think anything else. That makes sense. I guess. To me. I guess if you're an old person on a like who likes to scoot, you know, write to us. Let us know what we're missing. Should I get my granny on a scooter? I don't know. Maybe she's missing out. Write to us where reverse psychpod at gmail.com. Can you say it with some gusto? Don't say it like you're reverse psychpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Curtis, I want, I, we need to save that as a drop. That's that's great. Dude, that weird Wizard of Oz voice you pulled. Is, that, that's how we should do it every time. Okay. I don't redo it. Okay. We have, we have he does not now. know what a drop is. He thinks he has to recreate it every time. Yeah, correct. I think you're going to have to call me every single time. Call you? Yeah, so, I can, are you talking so, about? so I can do it again. Reversepod at gmail.com. You just have no basic understanding of technology, do you? Well, Wait, where do you think you are right now? I'm in a studio. <laughs> Marty rejects Gert's peace offering of flowers and a subway. She runs into Cora in the hall, who forgives and then chases Marty's $5 footlong. Okay, so points to Marty on the door slam. I don't know why he's, he's like, oh, I know I shouldn't be ticked at this point. He could be ticked for a long time, like... He's an old guy. He doesn't have prospects showing up all over the place. I don't know. I just feel like this B-plot is getting way too much attention. Wait, wait. I I want to back up there, Ryan. Because earlier you were mad that he was being a child about it. And now that he's being very adult and just telling her how he feels and, and just saying, give me some space. 
You're mad about it? No, no. He's you want to be a just, child again? He's still allowed to be ticked, though. You should talk to her and be a regular adult, but you can hold that. You can hold animosity for a while. My problem isn't isn't that he's mad at her. My problem is the way he's expressing it is insane. Okay. But he should be mad. He Thank should be you mad for, for using your words. That's what he should do. I actually, I'm glad he isn't. But again, like he's just like, ah, oh, I'm sorry for being ticked, though. False. You should totally be ticked. Gertrude's also a mess. And all I'm saying is, I just felt like this B plot got way too much attention. Well, so this is where we learn that Gertrude's recently divorced, which I guess explains some of the business that we're seeing in this season. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't care about any of this. All I'm curious about is the product placement. What was the choice to just have her hold a Subway sandwich? What was that? That was part of her peace offering? Yeah, well, Subway sandwiches do everything. So that's all he needs. She needs. I didn't even, I didn't even clock this. She's <laughs> holding... She's holding a bouquet of flowers, which in and of itself may not be the best Marty gift. But in the other hand, is arguably the better Marty gift, a Subway footlong. I think this is another dig at old people. Why would anyone eat at Subway unless you're old and don't have taste buds? Do you think that Subway was actually meant to be part of the peace offering? Or do you think that was just her lunch? Oh, it was definitely her lunch. I don't think he just took it. Yeah, yeah. Well, who who carries their lunch to another place? I think it was a peace offering. Why, Why would she bring her lunch over? Why wouldn't she just it. How would she know what type of Subway sub Marty likes? There's plenty of different Subway subs. No, he's the cold cut trio man for sure. 100%. First off, we do have a Subway expert. I guess they could probably assign uh, a sandwich. They're called, they're called sandwich artists. Sandwich artists. Yeah, you're That'd right. Be disrespectful. Sorry, we have a Subway expert sandwich artist who did it for no. over 30 years. No, I am a Subway artiste. I'm actually the the the, the sandwich artist formerly known as Curtis. <laughs> you're, the guy, you're the guy that rode Subway. You figured that one out. What? Their logo is just their name. Isn't it? What? What, you, what is happening what? with you tonight? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Isn't the subway logo just the fact that it says subway? Do they have a real logo? Yes, but what's the point? Like, what are you? What are you? You said you were the artist. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> You said you're the. You said you're the artist. You think? Wait, wait. You think I'm those those uh, those arrows? That's my new name. Is just those subway arrows? Oh, sorry. You're doing a community bet. Sorry. What? Because the guy what that got you by, the guy that got bought by Subway, so he has to change his name. I know the community bit, but I was referencing Prince, my friend. I missed everything you said. I guess. <laughs> Say your thing again. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Right. I love your vibe tonight. It's great. It's been a long week at the bikeathon. Fraser trash talks Julia into a wager, only to immediately run into a mailbox. What is he doing? Like you know, you don't know how to ride a bike. Why would you make a bet? That doesn't make sense. The instant confidence is so impressive. If you want to highlight the fact that you don't know how to bike, you wager someone and. Uh, about beating him like it's so such a crazy maneuver and also like does he instigate the challenge or does she you don't mind if we don't ride together do you i like to go at my own pace no not at all you don't have to feel like you have to keep up (laughs) (laughs) right well what do you say we make it interesting what do you have in mind last one to cross the finish line doubles the other's pledges you're on and I look forward to watching you write that big fact check. He really felt like he learned how to write enough that he could compete with anybody. Do you, do you actually think that? Yeah, because he has such a weird perception of himself. Here's the evidence. In the last, in, in, in a previous scene, when the little kid is surpassing him, he doesn't notice this and make a face yeah. like, oh no, I'm so embarrassed. He has a giddy smile because in his mind, he is whoever that guy with one testicle was. He is... Lance an amazing Armstrong? biker. Lance Armstrong. Yeah, like he, he thinks has, he is Lance Armstrong. We do not support Lance Armstrong. I just would like the record to state that. He's come back and been fine, right? He just uh, he just did the cheating thing, right? He just did the roids. For Tour de France, who cares? As I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Internet, everybody that would have won if he hadn't also tested positive for the same drugs. Well, it's a who really wa- hard sport. Who wants to watch bike racing without roids? It's the number one watch sport. That can't be true. There's no, it's like six days long. There's no way. I'm telling you, it's the number one watch sport. Event. If you find out there's a big bike crash, you tune in. But I mean, who else is tuning in? Frenchman. Are they? Frazier plays us out with him finally crossing the finish line late at night. He tosses his bike into the smallest trash can he can find. I gotta tell you, this is uh, a little out of character and a real triumph for Frazier. That he finished some.
something that he struggled with? I mean, like, he really struggled with it. Like, dude couldn't get out of the block without hitting a mailbox. To finish the race of any length is, I mean, it's pretty impressive. I get that they implied that everyone else has been gone for a long time, which I think speaks even more to it being impressive, doesn't it? Yeah, because he could have quit and nobody would have noticed or cared. Yeah. In fact, they might assume that he quit even even though he didn't. Yeah, yeah it's probably written that he quit. I'll be honest, but I saw him cross the finish line. My first thought was, oh, I guess this plot is finally over. Well, you know it was. Well, you know, I wanna, we, we've seen everything. We know what comes next. I didn't think about this until just now, but in this scene and in the montage scene, we get a lot of them bad biking. Like Frazier's really bad biking. And I don't remember it seeming overdone or like, you know, ridiculous. Like I remember it feeling like a man who doesn't know how to ride a bike. And I think that's probably good acting. I think it might be if you, I assume Kelsey Grammer knows how to ride a bike. And I imagine it might be hard to pretend like you're really bad at riding a bike. What do you think? I mean, if the whole bit is that you steer into an object, it's really easy because steering's easy as fuck on a bike. Yeah, but he does it as if he is lost control, not like he's just aiming for the thing. It's to, to, to do a fake bike, you have to do the wobble. That's the yeah. whole bit. And he, may, he does a good wobble, I guess. You're saying the wobble's easy. I probably, I don't know. Just fight gravity less than when you normally bike. That seems like it's not that hard. Okay, I guess you're probably right. Wobble as she wobble as she wobble as she wobble. Wobble, yeah. If you take away a lot of the context and a lot of Frasier being himself, this is a real triumph of a man learning to bike at too old of an age. Like, the underlying storyline, you could play it in a way that it's a real, like, great moment. Well, Brad, did you like this episode? I really thought about this episode. It was just not one of my favorites. I didn't like the A-plot. I didn't like the B-plot. This felt more like a standalone episode. It didn't really, like, progress storylines in any way uh, that I know of so i'm gonna go with a very low score i'm gonna go with the c minus uh, i feel like your 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 grades have not gotten any harsher but your rhetoric and your tone has gotten very you're almost like annoyed at these episodes i'm sorry you feel that way and i'm sorry that i'm coming off that way because it's, I, I expect a lot from fraser i really want high quality television for this group for america for fraser fans and for everybody and to be clear you are excited about finally getting to see the new season of course <laughs> i am i can't wait for for me to be out of this upside down curly stuck in. Okay, I just want to get that on the record. Curtis, can you please give us your rating on this experience? Or the show. I want you to talk about the show. I agree with you, Brad, that this is the middle of the pack. It's not that special. It's not that great. Um, But I gave it 12 out of 32. It's still in the higher end for me. I thought it was relatively funny whoa can you place that for us so this is not as good as patrick stewart from the doctor is out uh okay. but it is i think better than detour with the dead grandma oh was i wrong have you have you do you disagree with those can you place it can you give us the the two around it i thought detour was horrible above doctors out is and fraser makes three that's our our major frank episode and below detour is fraser light the Weight Watchers episode. Okay, this is in the Fraser Light family of episodes. I think that's kind of fair. I'd put it south of it, but I get it. Uh, Ryan, you've kind of already started, but let's hear your opinion. Yeah, so I, I think that the bike stuff is is good. I think it's re- it is funny that Niles and Fraser don't know how to bike. I think they kind of play that really well. So I don't agree with you, Brad, on the A plot. I do agree it doesn't progress the storyline forward. Like, for some reason, this episode exists completely in a vacuum when it doesn't have to. Like, the Gertrude implications should carry forward through the season, and they just don't. But, like, all of the Gertrude Marty stuff, it, the B plot is horrible. So, you, you kind of got to balance the two. You don't have the big laugh, but I, th- I think in general, like, you get a Rocky montage. I'm always excited to see that. Sorry, I want to back up to the Gertrude thing. I will say that this serves as sort of a a send-off to their relationship. Like, we don't know what came in the episodes prior, but but in this episode... (laughs) Yeah, but there's no reason. No, 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 because she's she's basically admitting that she liked him or was, was trying to use him to get over her divorce. And now she has come to terms with that is over. And he is maybe doesn't really like her, but from then on, they don't interact a lot. And if this is them kind of admitting they're they're neither of them want to be together, uh, I think it makes sense that they just don't really have much interaction after that. But Ryan is saying, I think, is there's an opportunity for them to interact more, and it would have been more entertaining or funnier yeah, if they did way. interact more. Yeah, well, and especially because Cora comes, she completely leaves the scene. Correct. Well, yeah, like- that is insane not even a off-screen like oh by the way yeah that's over i just never never happens again maybe i'll find her in my own upside you know since i'm going upside down maybe that's where she lives maybe i'll let you you know if i find her all right (laughs) you okay
uh anyway the so the i the b plot i think first of all it's stupid like i don't like the way that they do the b plot it doesn't have the lasting effect that it could or should uh it's really just a thing to give everyone else to do we'll see how the uh, the rest like the previous bits lead up to it maybe it is a satisfying conclusion but it doesn't feel like it will be and so again if we're just gonna if most of the episode is gonna focus on fraser and niles ineptitude in like a physical way i'm i'm usually here for that uh so balancing the two i'm gonna give it like a like a six okay yeah i think we're i think we're all in the ballpark with each other i, I probably rated it a little higher than that and brad a little bit lower but not by a lot yeah yeah I, yeah i liked fraser light more than this and in those that family of episodes but yeah i'm with you Well, Niles and Fraser were well into middle age when they finally learned to ride a bike. And I'm betting we all have some things we didn't do until surprisingly late in life. So we're going to go around and name them. Whoever was the oldest when they started doing it loses. The person who loses the most rounds has to sing an opera on the next episode. We're calling it Later Did I Ever. Great. Brad, why don't you start us off? So for me, this was a little challenging because there's a lot of things that I actually still don't know how to do, like, you know, whistle uh, and other things like that, but it had to be something that I've done before. Is that is that part of the rule? Because that's helpful. Yeah, because you have to give your age. For me, the one thing I'm going to talk about now is probably something that most people learn at a very, very young age. But for me, it was something that I was older when I learned how to do that. And this was uh, mostly because I'm so freaking uncoordinated. And that would be snap. Oh, wow. Whoa. Oh, like like snap your fingers. Yeah, like snap my fingers. What else could he possibly mean? <laughs> well, he snaps at people a lot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First time he lashed out at a police officer. Is that what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So it, pre- it predates memory. I don't know if you can. I don't know if it's being picked up on the mic, but I'm a great snapper, and I don't even remember how old I was, but I would have been very young. So elementary school, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it predates first grade for me. I have to think. Yeah. All right, Brad. What? What? age were you? Uh, I was definitely in college when I figured out how to do it. What? Oh, you yeah. Mean, you mean after we knew you? Yeah, like, I, I, I'm, still not, I'm still not great at it, but I can make a little we've, bit of noise. We've known you longer than you've known how to snap? Definitely, yeah. But I, oh, I wasn't, wait, like, so how, old. How did you learn to snap? I, that's crazy. I think I just got more coordinated as I got older. No, we met you. That's not true. That more coordinated. <laughs> I didn't say coordinated. I said more coordinated. I think it was, like, early college. So I'm going to say, like, 19 or 20. Oh, man. Well, you definitely... Uh, gained a point for that damn that's so funny wait till my next one who's your opening salvo oh no oh ryan would you like to go i am a very very bad swimmer oh i want to exclude doggy paddle for the purposes of this sure. uh that's fair later did i ever learn to do the breaststroke breaststroke okay wait, uh, so wait remind breaststroke the standard standard swim regular yeah. swim here's my question though i took swimming lessons from a pretty young age so i've i've most of my life been able to swim but i never really learned the thing where you're like faces in the water and you like turn uh you know to side to side and breathe that way i just like always keep my neck up and my mouth above water like a turtle but, but like a turtle <laughs> but otherwise i i i think i do a standard swim i've seen you swim you you swim if that's your breaststroke it's better than i do regardless oh. of, of breathe wow yikes okay yeah like i when i swim like in a lane the lifeguard pays attention like he he perks up and watches me the whole way because he's not sure I'll make it. That's very funny, right? Like you have that. actually you have like actually now said, at the age you, of now. You have said this to me because I think you've been surprised with how much better of a swimmer I am than you because I'm actually a decent swimmer. But yeah, you have told me this before that you were not confident in your swimming ability. Brad, how old were you when you learned to swim? Oh, under five. We've never seen you swim, and I don't believe you can do it. But fair enough. I mean, he's coordinated enough to swim, just not snap. Correct. <laughs> I would say to to be generous, I learned how to. to we'll say breaststroke at like 13 that's generous okay i would say that i would say that like if you were watching me you'd be like i don't think he knows how to do it right now it's why i didn't put walking in a straight line on mine all right curtis so for me later did i ever fly in a plane i did not fly in planes very much or really at all growing up so what's the school you have to learn oh i i didn't think it had to be learned a skill travels fine yeah, I think okay, fine, well, does fine. it have to be like you chose or like yeah. you just were put on one? I think just being on a plane. Like okay. I think it's a pretty normal thing for most people, I would think, at least in the middle class, to like have some kind of a flight in their life. I went in on as like a like a one year old, but I feel like that shouldn't count. I okay. But did what was there a big gap like, between one and yeah, yeah, the, later I, in life? A, 
yeah, there's a, definitely a big gap. I think I didn't go till I was nine for my next flight. Okay. I was eight my first time. Yeah, I was 23. Wait, that was after we knew you also? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Fact, I actually knew I was that. A college, I was a college graduate before yeah. I set foot on a plane. I remember you told us when it was your first flight. I remember that. Where'd you go? I went to Florida for a, for a wedding. Which is also where I flew to. That's fun. And me too. Disney World. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Disney World was part of our trip as well. Yeah. I went to Disney World as a kid, but we drove. Your family Oof. likes to drive. They love to drive. Far drive. With so did you win that round, Curtis? Uh, yes. I think we've each won our round. This may be a flawed <laughs> yeah. game, but... Uh, do you want me to go last in this yeah. round? Definitely. Let's snake. Wait, do you want to explain what snake is? Because we don't have a lot of sportos that listen to this podcast. Well, actually, okay. So my other one is also not really a skill. I don't know if you played this game, Wired. I tried really hard to come up with a skill. In fact, I even, I asked my mom. What was I deficient at? Kind of. I was like, maybe I like learned to walk late or talk late. Like maybe there was something as like a kid that I did super late development wise. And what my mom said is, and I'm quoting now, on the contrary, you crawled like a sprinter <laughs> and I was going to take you to a crawling contest at Chapel Hill Mall. But when you woke up, you had the chicken pox. Yep. Sounds like Curtis. <laughs> so I'm a prodigy. There are no skills that I was late to. Super weird anecdote, Mama Shack. I was going to ask you, Ryan, if uh, crawling contests are a thing or is it just a weird relic of the 90s? Uh, it hasn't shown up yet. I'll tell you that. Our, our kid was in a cast, though, to be fair. Uh, so she, she didn't have a very long crawl. Your one kid? Um, yeah, my one kid. I didn't get one on the way, but you've got the one that's uh, <laughs> experienced this. Yeah, okay. So so for me, uh, the, the next one, uh, and I guess it's kind of a skill because there's I, I've discovered there's a skill to making a good one to like getting the right balance of flavors and, and I, I probably am still in the process of mastering that but I've gotten close enough that I feel good about it later did I ever drink coffee what <laughs> okay you're kind of you're bad at this game yeah you really gotta work on your own games but when did I drink my first cup is interesting in order to make it more skill like I'll say like later did I ever learn how to make a good cup of coffee say first cup I think is interesting Make a good cup. I don't know. I'm not a brewer. I just pop in a K cup. I don't know. Okay. Uh, elementary school for both of them. Ew, what? I, 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 <laughs> what? Been, I, I knew how to make coffee at a young age. What do you, okay, but did you make and drink one? You don't need energy now. What do you mean? I've, I drink coffee every single day now, backed up for like once a week. I love coffee. Back then is in fifth grade? Yeah, younger. Folgers. What? Folgers, if you would like to be the sponsor of the show, let us know. Wait, have you been doing that? Like, were you actually, was it like you had a little bit or like you tried? it or like you were actively drinking it regularly what do you mean not regularly back then not regularly back then probably like why would you once a week what what were you doing once a week in fifth grade that you needed to have coffee for or before for a fucking art class what do you mean i don't know i like the taste of coffee they barely take tests like why did you need a cup of caffeine i don't i just like the taste of coffee i like coffee flavored things why do you know that as an elementary school knowing brad as an adult i can't imagine him needing the caffeine as a child. Yeah, I don't remember drinking coffee with you as an adult. What are you talking about? One time you yelled at me for getting a decaf coffee at Bob Evans. You told me it was a waste of time. I mean, it was. Ryan, don't forget, this is a man who runs on Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin' and so does Bradley Kirk. Yeah, I assume he goes for the donuts, not for the coffee. No, 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 never donut coffee every day. Since fifth grade or whatever you said. Kind of, yes. You're a psychopath. That is a psychopath answer. Well, Ryan, I know you also came a little bit late to coffee you weren't like an early coffee no, drinker i don't think i i don't think i had a cup till college i'm trying to think i definitely 20 is the first i can remember like choosing to have a cup of coffee and then as far as making a good one i don't i still don't know how to do that choosing to drink it and make it part of my life and like learning how to actually make a cup that i enjoy drinking and isn't terrible i would say uh 34 uh like <laughs> now, within now? the last this you, you like, figured it out now for this episode <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like I never drank coffee. And then a few months ago, because we're going back into the office, they made the coffee at work free. You know, I don't like passing up a free thing. Sure. So same. We, we all exist like we don't make any dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so, you said I was bad at this game and I got 
to tell you, I'm horrible at this game because until just now, and Brad said at elementary school, I completely forgot that when I was like earlier than elementary school, I had coffee. What? My aunt, she was doing some work for my dad and she would, she would work out of the garage or whatever. I don't really know what she was doing for him, but she was working for him and she brought a thermos of coffee and she would take a coffee break every day. And I enjoyed spending time with my aunt. So I would sit out with her and she would pour me a little sip of coffee and I would, I would have a little coffee with her. What do like you mean she was working out old. of the garage? I what? don't know. I don't have a clue what she was building, actually doing. Building Macintoshes? What are you talking about? I don't know what the job was. I was four or five, but I was very young. I was pre-elementary school for sure. You go out and grab a coffee with her. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I'm really bad. What is happening with both of you? 34 is definitely the truth for the spirit of it, which is learning something. I think if we have a full tie, Ryan has to take the L. No, nobody knows how to handle you right now. Your energy's tough. Ryan, it's your turn. What's your <laughs> yeah. what's your second item? Cook a plate of spaghetti. When you say spaghetti, do you mean learn how to boil pasta, or you mean make like a good sauce and spaghetti and like the whole? Like a proper I'm not, dish. I'm not a good fella over here, Kurt. I'm talking about just make a little prego. Okay. So basically boil a pasta. Aren't you supposed to learn that at like birth? You're Italian. Okay. Well, what do you want? It's, the whole point of this is things that we should be better at. I, I would say I was at least in college, like, or at most, like the oldest I would at have least. been was in college. <laughs> well, I was 34 when I met my first spaghetti. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I would say freshman year of college, I probably did that. But I, I could have even seen myself doing that maybe in high school at some point. I, I was in college because I know who taught me. Vitaly. Vitaly. Yeah, Vitaly. When we were, when, the I show. Was, when we lived together in the mansion. So I guess I was 20. I remember him He's... teaching me. So, oh, wait. You haven't said your age, Ryan, but I was like 20. Yeah, I, th- I think generously, I would say 23, but probably closer to 20. I think we were out of college by the time when I you lived, me. Vitaly taught you too? I think it would have been after I lived with Vitaly because he cooked every night for us. Well, I think you'd be older than that then. That's what I'm saying. I was, yeah, it's probably like 25, 26. Yeah. It was wow. just like, you're, you're making a pot. All right, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And Brad, bring us home. So what I th- I'm realizing is I don't think it's something that most people learn how to do. I think it's just something that people do. But for me, it is something I had to learn how to do because I didn't know there was a wrong way to do it. And this, that's, could be, this could be anything. And that is, this is going to sound so embarrassing, um, <laughs> put on socks correctly. I, I didn't know there was a right way to put on socks until I was like in high school. I thought what you just do put, you mean? <laughs> I, I just thought like you just put on socks wherever you would. I didn't realize that there was like a, a way to put on socks did you have like a solid color sock or did you have the sock that has like the heel yeah i had the different colored heels i didn't know it's supposed to go like a, there's like a color thing i just thought you put on your socks and wherever it lands it lands what were they <laughs> never uncomfortable you just thought there was this shitty spot like a different spotted color in your sock for bingo ever. bingo just never even thought about it so someone's like why do you wear your socks like that i was like what do you mean wait who how did you get caught Somebody, Vitaly, like, in, Vitaly, no 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 no, I was like in gym class and someone's like, why are your socks like that? And I was like, there's a real way to wear your socks. And the guy, well, he wasn't even like a friend of mine. He was like, what are you talking about? So then I think I had to ask one of my friends. They're like, yeah, dude, like there's a way to put on socks. You had to ask hiking which way your sock goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like so dumbfounded by the whole concept. I don't think, I don't think many of my socks growing up had the heel denotion. So I like, I think they were just solid white socks as far as I remember. I don't know. I, I didn't even know there was a right way to wear your socks until then. I I knew there was a right way because I I, I don't have a recollection of, of <laughs> learning that, but I That's do I, mean. I do know I do know that uh, I have experienced putting them on wrong, and that is much more uncomfortable than putting them on right. So I think I could just tell. There's a distinct shape to them. Like, you should really figure it out just by context clues. Look, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to go last for this one. I felt <laughs> like I was going to have a good one. Like, you can see that it's a foot shape, right? It's not that... Maybe I was doing it right and just never knew it until that day. Honestly, like, honestly you obviously you would have got lucky at least, like, half the time. Yeah, though. exactly, yeah. But, like, it, it just... It's ne- never thought about it. That's the, like... I never even thought that there was no, the, no, the fact that you showed up to a place and had him upside down and then said what 
what's wrong with this is like a clear tell that you're an insane person. Yeah, I just like didn't even know this was a thing. I never thought about it. Did you never look at them? Like, I don't I don't know. You must have known. I just never thought about it. It's not like you were putting them on wrong. It's not like you had it upside down. Like you did. He did once. Well, once, but I'm saying like he didn't have a consistent way of putting the socks on. You don't see people's socks. You don't see people's socks that often. So presumably at some point on some days he put them on correctly and didn't notice oh this feels um, yeah right. correct. yeah no yeah like none of this story makes me sound good or like a logical person in any way well yeah but just like from a comfort standpoint it is yeah i don't know i i've thought about that a lot myself do you wear your pants backwards a lot and just like no, have no I, idea? ryan i think we have to name our ages i have no way of knowing but you i think we were probably both around the same age i'm guessing <laughs> Uh, you have know. one child and another on the way. So I'm assuming you maybe have, I don't know if they're at p- putting on a sock age yet, but do you, uh, maybe you have a better sense than me about what the age would have likely been. She's like, not putting on her socks yet. She's two okay. and a half. Is it like four, five? Well, I think, what if, I told her, think? if I told her to do it, I think she could probably do it better than Brad doesn't <laughs> know. <laughs> but do you think she would notice, if the sock was wrong, do you think she would notice it was wrong? Not yet. Okay. I'd like she, she hasn't experienced discomfort that much yet you know we generally put clothes on her must be nice that's like by by the age of five i will be surprised yeah 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 i mean i think we're both around five sir brad what let's hear it oh 15 the fact that i've learned this maybe 16 actually i might have as it could be skill is really so you could have you could have legally drove but couldn't put your socks on oh you know what i was driving i was actually driving that's that a good point. So concerning. Yeah. It's so concerning. Part of the driving test, we need to add that. Like, can you wear your socks right? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we, we are in a tie, maybe predictably. Yeah, it's a flawed, flawed game, Kurt. Especially because it was your idea to make this the punishment, Ryan. Technically, we can make an argument that you did the worst. Okay. I mean, uh, Brad Brad lost the game, but I fair. I, I will take the punishment. Uh, I'll tell you what. What I, what I will do, I will check. Um, when, I, when I re-listen to this, I will add up the ages. How about that? I will add up the ages okay. we were uh, okay. when we learned our things. And whoever has the the largest average age for things they, they, they learned, that person will have to sing on the next one. So stay tuned, everybody. This is a cliffhanger. You're going to have to stick around for the next Ooh. one to find out the winner of this game and hear a punishment for them and uh, for you, the listener. Curtis, because I wasn't sure where you were going with that, I thought you were going to describe what the average was without saying the word average. The way you were talking, I thought you were going to yeah. say you're going to take all the numbers and then you're going <laughs> to uh, add them together and then multiply. I was like, are you just going to explain what averaging is? Well, Curtis has never learned how to average. <laughs> Bradley, I was dangerously close to doing exactly that. <laughs> oh, Ryan, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode at season 10, episode 15, Trophy Girlfriend. Trophy Girlfriend, clearly a core reference. Frazier will date an opera singer who has written a psychological thriller opera called, and then I didn't fill in the name. <laughs> you, you made him, you made him Mad Libs and didn't fill it out? <laughs> to get back to it. I never got back to it. Brad, you and I have to Mad Libs this. So it's an opera. We're doing the name of an opera? A psychological thriller opera, which I don't know. Psychological thriller opera. Michael Crichton's. A December to Dismember. That's going to do it for us. Thank God. Also, thank you to Kevin McLeod for a theme music. And uh, by the way, we are going to be taking a couple weeks off. So this is a real cliffhanger. You have to wait a few more weeks to hear the exciting conclusion of this. So this is how we get you to stick around. Yeah, it's a holiday treat for you. Yeah. So we, uh, Ryan and I can spend some time with our families. Uh, and so Brad can finish his rewatch of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So that's why we're going to take a couple weeks off. Big Caroline Ray fan. Uh, I don't imagine any of you have bothered to subscribe to this. And you shouldn't, even though it will ensure that those new episodes in 2024 are sent right to your podcatcher. Anyway, for myself, for Ryan, for Brad, horrendous day, y'all. Sorry, we'll keep going. Well, you don't have to say sorry. You also don't have to get out of your chair like you're 80 years old. (laughs) First off, everything I do, I do like I'm 80 years old because that's where my heart is. Yeah, but can you get off of your chair off mic? Uh, yeah, I can do whatever you want, baby. No, I don't think you can mute the way I want you to. Baby. In general? Or, or just on the show, baby? <laughs>